This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online Show. The segment of the show brought to you by Tanner's Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, come on out to Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill. Plenty of Nebraska basketball action, college uh, basketball action all weekend long. Um, place has been busy, probably busier than any bar in Lincoln right now. Um, restrictions have loosened even more, so it's a it's a great, safe place to go. Um, watch your sports, have beer, wings, pizza, everything in Tanner's on 30th and Yankee Hill. Nate, um, I wanted to get right away to in-state recruiting, and we, we kind of teased on this, but we've seen action over the years in Nebraska and, and recruiting, but I think in the last year, it it feels like the floodgates have opened where you've got like legitimate power five teams offering guys in Columbus, Nebraska now. And obviously Omaha kids have always received some interest, um, but it's been fascinating to see 23s like Maverick Noonan, Danny Noonan's kid in Elkhorn, Ernest Hausman in Columbus, a 22, getting a Michigan offer this week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all the offers that the big four in Omaha are getting right now for 22 – um, and it's it's kind of a gut punch for Nebraska right now that you know they've got their work cut out for them on what's supposed to be like the base of their normal recruiting classes. Yeah, I mean, typically the in-state guys are the ones that yeah. I mean, you've got to recruit them. Obviously, you got to work for everything that you get in recruiting. But you know, typically those are the guys you can kind of count on, or, or you know, at least look at look at things and assess the situation and be like, okay, well. Um, you know, these three, four, five guys. This are, is the foundation. Yeah, this is going to be the foundation of the class. And, you know, and ideally they, they jump on board early and they're they're helping you, you know, to, to continue to build things. Well, I mean, that's just – that's not the case anymore. I mean, and it's, it's – I think it's – there's a twofold deal here, a two-pronged situation where you've got the, – the talent in the state has obviously been on an upswing lately. Um, and Nebraska's program has has not been on an upswing. They've been on a downswing, and so and I think the combination of the two has really opened the floodgates, you know, up where teams across the country feel like, hey, it, it's not going to be a complete waste of time if we go into Nebraska and offer these guys that that we like. You know, there's a, there's a decent chance that um, you know that that we could end up getting them, or at worst, they're going to be interested and and they could possibly you know take a visit on campus. And as we all know, anytime you know, a recruit takes a visit, there's a chance they end up committing to that school. So, um, I mean, it's it's a interesting situation, um, and and not one that I'm sure Scott Frost and the staff really really like to see play out. Well, and the elephant in the room, Nate, is Nebraska hasn't been relevant in a long time, and I mean, you think about a lot of these kids were were you know four or five years old and maybe and Sue was playing. I mean that that's like that's their historical reach of Nebraska football right now. Um, so you know it makes sense in uh, in a city like Omaha where you know it, it's diverse. There's a lot of people that move to Omaha now to work for jobs um, for other situations. Um, it's not a slam dunk. You know you don't have the kid that grew up with the Husker bedroom um, with posters of things. Now, Thomas Fedoni was yeah. that kid. Yeah, he grew he up with a, he grew up with a Husker bedroom. He had posters of things in his room and followed Nebraska living in council bluffs, Iowa. Um, but yeah, that, that to, it's going to add a whole new challenge. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, you, you feel bad for, uh, for a guy like Barrett rude kind of, because what, what should be, you know, 
on paper, the the easiest territory is probably the hardest now because not only do you have a, a ton of competition for some really good players, but I mean the pressure is immense to to keep these guys at home, and and if you are unable to do that, you are going to be scrutinized heavily, and and I think that. Um, you know, that's, that is, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you look at Travis Fisher or, or whoever, you know, um, no one in the state is, is going to demand that Travis Fisher is, is signing five guys out of Florida every year. And, you know, they, they don't care, you know, there's going to be years where he does, and there's going to be years where he gets one or two, but, you know, for Barrett Rude, you know, the, the pressure is on for him to keep these guys at home and, um, and they've got their work cut out for them. You know, when you've got Miami that's coming in to Nebraska. Michigan. And Michigan and LSU and Arizona State. I mean, it's – I mean, these aren't these aren't just, you know, regional schools. It's not Iowa State, which they, they're also coming in. But it's – I mean, it's big-time programs from all across the country. Now, Iowa State has not signed a kid from Nebraska. I mean, I really can't think of – I mean, there was a run when McCarney was there where they got some good players like yeah. Stevie Hicks and yeah. um, John Davis, the receiver from uh, – and the, you know, but they haven't gotten Nebraska kids – uh, ben Col- the Coleman kid from Beatrice walked on there, ended up playing there, but they haven't, you know, it's been a while. So I'll be curious, but yeah, you can typically link a reason why they're recruiting Nebraska. Like Northwestern recruits Nebraska because Todd McShane runs recruiting. He was a Mike Riley recruiting guy. Notre Dame keeps a foot in Nebraska because Aaron Carney from Nebraska, former Nebraska recruiting guy. Arizona State's got Sean Prater, an Omaha Central guy that played for Iowa. He kind of keeps a finger on the pulse in the city of Omaha now in, in recruiting. So there typically is a Ted Gilmore's now at Michigan State. Yep. Um, but they, I was talking to Jim Comproni. Michigan State's a position they, they recruit like the Riley staff, where position coaches only recruit their position, not area coaches. Hmm. So maybe Ted Gilmore has nothing to do with these offers um, at all with, with with the state of Nebraska. But Vince Merrow would come in here because of his ties. Yeah. So usually you can direct, but now you're getting into like Miami. What are they doing up here? You yeah, know, we're in Boston College. Yeah, and, I mean that's is that is a that's an odd school to to I mean to come halfway across the country to offer Ernest Hausman. Nothing nothing against Ernest Hausman. I, I mean, he can certainly play at Boston College. But you can't but, find that guy in New Jersey. You can't yeah, find that guy. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and so, and that's why I say is these schools obviously feel like it's not a waste of their time to to offer a kid and to start building a relationship. Throw their line in the water and yeah, just see what happens. Exactly. So, um, and and the more teams that are going to do that, I think the it entices other teams to to kind of follow suit. It used to be, you know, if if um, you know, no one else was really doing it. I think a lot of teams just stayed away and, and just automatically assumed that, well, Nebraska's going to get that kid. And if they don't offer that kid, then they obviously know something about him that, that is keeping them from offering him. So we're not even going to mess with him. Well, it's, it's not like that anymore. And this staff, you know, you got to give them credit. They have offered earlier than, than most, you know, the, the several staffs before them have. I think they've been They've been trying to, you know, um, you know, create better relationships across the state. Some that that may have been, um, you know, damaged or whatever, however you want to put it, over, over the over the years. But um, and they're being they're kind of getting ahead of things. But uh, it's it's difficult when you've got other teams following suit or, or other teams trying to beat you to the punch on on some underclassmen too. Now, two quick things I want to hit on Nate. Number one, Nebraska made a quarterback offer this week. 
Um, and then the other interesting uh, thing, Matt Lubick, the offensive coordinator, did a virtual visit with Carson Hagerly from North Dakota. They've not offered him yet, but you get the sense, you know, he he's almost kind of like a they're I don't say they're treating him like an in-state guy, but when you're from a state that doesn't have a FBS program that's somewhat within driving distance from Nebraska, they're treating this kid like an in-state guy. They're really close to offering. So those to me were probably the two other storylines of the week. A new QB offer. And then this Carson Hagerly out of North Dakota, West Fargo High, um, appears to be very close to getting an offer. Yeah, and I think, you know, quarterback is obviously that, – that's the one position this time of year where everyone's kind of looking to it because you ideally you'd like to have your quarterback recruit wrapped up uh, sooner rather than later in the class. And, and um, you know, there really hasn't been one or two guys to emerge like there typically is. You know, usually coming out of, of signing day – uh, there's a couple, you know, front runners where you can point to a couple of guys that, and say, well, those two are highly interested in Nebraska. Obviously, Nebraska is highly interested in them, and you can't really do that right now. But they have offered Connor Harrell uh, out of Alabama, Alabaster, Alabama. He helped, you know, he led them to a 14-0 record last year. One state beat all of the powerhouses in Alabama, Hoover twice, and Spain Park, and. Uh, so on and so forth. I mean, they they pretty much beat everybody. So he's a very interesting player. He's got Tennessee, Louisville, uh, UCF, a handful of other schools. I think he's going to continue to get more offers, but he might be one of those guys that has emerged as a front runner for that position. And then Haggerly, you know, like you said, I think Nebraska kind of treating him like an in-state player, and and you don't conduct virtual visits with your OC with your offensive coordinator unless you're highly highly interested or on the verge of offering and so that might be one to keep an eye on yeah I think that hey I don't know this but I, I feel like it's coming like and once I got wind that Nebraska you know was on him his followers just jumped like crazy mm -hmm. Notre Dame and teams like that began following him Iowa State he picked up a Nevada offer at the next day after Nebraska's virtual so He's going to probably pick up. I know Josh Hemmelt said he'll start out as a five six three star. So I kind of look at him as like a version of a Seth Malcolm, you know, a guy that borders or close to Nebraska that's kind of a base recruit mm -hmm. that you want to build in your class. Yeah, the, those are the regional types of guys that I think you've got to get, especially – when we're still in this weird stage where you don't know when the dead period is going to end and, and you want to get guys that are, are, you know, closer to home or not too far away and, and uh, you know, and kind of build your class with those guys first. All right, lots to keep up on. We'll have another in-state tour event. We had to reschedule because of the uh, 10 inches of snow we got over the weekend, but uh, we'll be at Warren Academy with uh, 15 of the top programs in the Omaha area and their prospects joining us. So we'll have plenty to talk about after next week. Uh, on the Husker Online Show. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Investors like you have a problem. Today, most portfolios only include stocks and bonds. While it's currently performing, it's a strategy that Goldman Sachs predicted in 2023 to underperform for the next decade. Luckily, our sponsor, Masterworks Advisors, focuses on a non-traditional alternative asset, helping over 15,000 investors diversify a portion of their overall portfolios with blue-chip post-war contemporary art. 
Over 60% of wealth managers surveyed by Deloitte have already integrated art into their wealth management offering. And by signing up at masterworks.com slash advisors with code free, you can talk to a registered investment advisor representative who deals exclusively with this alternative asset class. So schedule a free same-day advisory call with Masterworks Advisors just by going to masterworks.com slash advisors and using promo code free. That's masterworks.com slash advisors promo code free. This advertisement relates to the provision of advisory services by Masterworks Advisors, LLC, and is not intended to offer or solicit investment in any securities and is not investment advice. Masterworks Advisors is affiliated with Masterworks.